0: hey hey loves welcome to galaxy vibes i am your host sabrina i am your favorite soul coach and if you're new here welcome kick back relax enjoy the vibes you know (laughs) i like to have a good time just expressing myself and also giving some information to, to the people to you guys okay so if you are not new here welcome back I love you guys I appreciate your listening here so today what I'm going to talk about is something what what I'm going to discuss is something that's very overlooked kind of but not really because a lot of people have been exposed to this a little bit more um, nowadays And it's definitely something that has really shaped my whole healing journey. And I'm not going to lie. It's something I still struggle with. But we're all going to have struggles, you know, especially when you're healing something really, really big. And something that really takes over your life for a long period of time. And let me just put this out there. When people think about um, going on a healing journey, they think that healing just happens overnight or happens within days or even weeks. But the truth is healing can take years or a lifetime really, because we never stop healing. You guys, we never stop healing. We never do. The important thing is, is that we continue to heal. And we don't let anything stop us from continuing on our healing journey. So the thing I'm going to talk about today is having mother and father wounds. Yeah. And a lot of people like to dance around the subject because they don't want to put place blame or fault on their parents or their grandparents or the people that raised them. But the truth of the matter is there is damage there and it needs to be addressed. Now, I'm not saying that we should just carry this ship on our shoulder forever for our parents. Because in honesty, some, not all, but some parents, most parents, or just doing what they were taught to do, or they were trying to battle their own wounds and they didn't know how to. Therefore, it just trickled down in their parenting. And that's why I feel like it's so important that we all embrace our healing journey. So we don't continue to pass down these patterns. We don't continue to pass down these wounds to the next generation and they will be free enough to live their life without having to carry such a heavy burden on their shoulder not saying that our children won't have their own healing journey to go on or their own issues and problems and things like that that they have to work through but what's the what's the use in um passing down such a heavy load or heavy burden them to carry when they don't have to so i'm pretty sure a lot of our parents would have rather not (laughs) they they would have rather accepted some type of help if it was available for them even if it was some people they just don't want to re-dig up old wounds or face the traumas or face the wounds that were given to them you know And a lot of our parents, even us, were taught that, you know, this is the hand you would deal with it. And, you know, and the famous phrase that a lot of even us or our parents or their parents saying, but I turned out all right. (laughs) I turned out just fine. Did you really? Did you really? I don't think so. (laughs) but you know that's just my opinion take take it as a resonates for you you don't have to agree and that's fine you know if you don't and if you feel like you turned out fine or your parents turned out fine that's that's your view of things that's your perspective okay but I'm just speaking on my experience and the experience of countless people that I encounter every single day With these wounds, okay? So, I'm going to just say this. One of the hardest wounds and not trying to throw my mother under the bus, but this was the deepest wound for me. And the reason why it was the deepest wound is because it was so many generations of this trauma, right? It was so many generations of this. And when I sat down and asked my mother, who is my great-grandmother? She could not tell me because she never met her because she passed away. when My grandmother was a small child. So we don't even know what her wounds are. We, we didn't even know what she went through in life because nobody talked about it. And I found it very strange that her mother, which is the, the person who raised my grandmother and her sibling, she was the one who was her mother and could have told them so many things about their mother, but yet that information wasn't passed down. But I don't know if it was passed down or not, because maybe my grandmother, it, I don't know, maybe it was too deep for her to talk about, but I even asked my, my grandmother things about her mom, and she cannot tell because my grandmother was a small child when her mother passed away and she really didn't know her mother. So, and as I was explaining in the podcast episode before, nobody knows what she looks like beyond the people that were before her. Like my grandmother was like one of the oldest children. So the siblings, it was a few more that came behind her and They were born, but they were babies and little children. And they haven't even survived. Like, I think it's only like one sibling left out of all of my grandmother's siblings by the mother. But nobody really talked about my great-grandmother. I don't even know what she looks like. I know what her mother looks like, but I don't know what she looks like. I just know her name. I, I don't know anything else about her. Um, I don't even know how old she was when she, when she passed away. Nobody can even tell us how she passed away. All they know, all my grandmother could tell me was, I don't know what happened to my mother. She said um, she went to the hospital and she just never came back, right? so imagine i can only imagine how my grandmother would feel not really knowing her mother and also not knowing what happened to her mother and of course back then if you were um, older sibling you had to take responsibility for your younger siblings Um, even though my great great grandmother was there she also had other obligations and things to do and you know, maybe working to take care of them or whatever the case may be. Now, I don't... And then, mind you, her father was not there. He was in a whole nother state. And I'm going to talk about the father wounds, too. So my, my grandmother not only dealt with mother wounds of abandonment, even though it wasn't my great grandmother's fault, S- so I know. Like I don't really know who what happened, but she was abandoned by her mother. You know, even though she had her grandmother, she was still abandoned by her mother. So she also was abandoned by her father. Okay, so not only was there a deep abandonment wound from her mother, but definitely her father's will and. That wound got passed down to my mother. She was not particularly like super close with her mother, but they did have a relationship. But I feel like my mother felt abandoned by her mother too because she was not seen or hurt emotionally because my grandmother was going through so much abuse and taking care of eight children, including. Two children that were not her own, so that's like not every day, but still taking care of eight children and working. My grandmother worked as well, cleaning houses and also, you know, cooking for a husband, cooking for children, being cleaning and, you know, dealing with all the other things. And she wasn't allowed to really. commune with her family members or I don't even know if she really had friends for real uh, because of my grandfather but let me tell you this she was definitely someone who felt like her worth was in providing or caring for other people her she felt her worth in looking good for other people because she felt like she wasn't good enough and she will always tell us that she felt stupid because she did not graduate high school Um, and this is very emotional for me because um, this got passed down you know and I can only imagine not having any type of support and not knowing that you are an amazing person just for being you and not because you look nice or because you are nice or because you take other people's BS or anything like that like you're a beautiful person just because you are you and unfortunately that lack mentality that poor judgment of self that lack of self-love was passed down to my mother and then in turn passed down to me my grandmother was... She has passed, but she was an incredible person. And I'm going to say it like this. She did have her her ways, <laughs> as everyone does. <laughs> she had her ways, but... She just wanted everyone to be happy. and She just wanted everyone to, you know, get along and things like that. But... She The the energy that she poured on to everybody else, she never poured it into herself. For her, she was the type of person who always had to have her face done, had to have a beat, honey. She had to always have her lipstick uh, perfect, her hair looking good, her clothes looking good. She was an avid exerciser, guys. She exercised all the time. Um, Even when she had injuries like knee surgeries and hip surgeries and things like that. She definitely did. When she was younger, she would fight to take up for her siblings. Like she was just somebody who really was brave for everybody else but herself. And that is the most. Crushing feeling when you're insecure but you have to pretend like you're not no the reason why she didn't have that confidence is because she didn't have a mother to tell her you're so beautiful honey don't ever let anybody tell you you're not you live for you and nobody else everybody else is just a bonus or just you know In your world. They are. Bonuses. To you. You know. She didn't have a father. That taught her. Anything. Really. He. Definitely. Disowned her. Abandoned her. Dismissed who she was. Made her feel small. And. So she picked a husband just like him my grandfather was just like that he made her feel small he would always tell her how stupid she was he would abuse her he would do things in her face and he had outside children he would do things in my grandmother's face and expect her not to do anything about it or have a voice and that's another thing that was muffled in this this line not having a voice not being able to speak up and be heard because who would listen and I would like to think that my grandfather had his own issues as well But we're talking about the mother one right now. (laughs) And so it got passed down to my mother. As a girl, I watched my mother fight for her work. And I hope I don't hurt my mother by telling this my experience but it's the truth and I hope it can help someone else to feel seen and heard and loved and know that there is hope for healing. you know. But I watched my mother and let me tell you this, she definitely got this from her mother. My mother is a giving person. She's very giving. She will give you whatever she has so that you can have what you need. But my mother does this because this is her, how she feels. She has worth and value by giving to other people. By being someone else's foundation or rock or um, not really too much thinking of herself. How does she feel about this? You know, what does she want to do in life? My grandmother, the same thing. She never, they never knew what they wanted to be in life. They just did what they could. They never got to live out their dreams. They never got to be who they really wanted to be. They had to be what everybody else needed them to be. Or, they, or what they perceived that everybody else needed them to be. Because really, it's not about what other people need you to be. It's about what you want to be. How you want to feel about yourself. How you want to, how you love yourself. Is how you will be loved. And I, I like to say this. How we feel about ourselves will reflect in our environment around us. If we constantly think about other people before ourselves, people on the outside of us will put themselves first and will never think about you. If we are codependent and we feel like our worth is based on doing going above and beyond for everybody else, then that will reflect in our outward environment. okay? people would go above and beyond for everybody else and not care about you. Okay? So, also, there was a thing about weight, right? My grandmother felt like, even with my grandmother, because my grandmother had snatched away Sunny. She had them hips. She was thick, baby. (laughs) And very beautiful. But she felt like she was not and she always felt like she had to she was never good as she was she had to be perfect or she had to be something else you know she had a beautiful shape but it didn't matter it had to be perfect right and that's not gonna keep a man around that's not gonna keep friends around that's not gonna keep people talking good about you, okay? It's not. Only the only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself. It passed. It got passed on to my mother. My mother was always constantly worried about weight and how she looked to other people, and it trickled down to me. I was not like that when I came in this world. I was not like that feel good about myself, honey, until I start getting, and other people around me, like my friends and um, like other adults, like nobody ever told me that my weight was a problem. The very first person that told me that my weight was a problem was my mother. I distinctly remember me and my brother, we were pretty thin. I'm going to say skinny. Well, he was, but we were, you know, average-sized children. And we went to my grandmother's house for the summer. And gained a little weight. Because my grandmother was fixing them homemade biscuits, baby. She was fixing those pancakes from scratch, honey. She was fixing bacon and sausage and doing all this and doing all this stuff that we didn't get at home. Because my mother was constantly on some type of diet. Or, you know, constantly worried about her weight she looked so we didn't have all that southern cooking um <laughs> fried chicken and pork chops and um uh, that good old yams and biscuits and all. we didn't have all that okay so we went down there and gained a little weight and it concerned my mother and i know it was because like she bought us clothes already for school and we couldn't pick those clothes that's only totally understandable, but I think she projected her insecurities and the insecurities that my grandmother projected onto me. I, when I tell you I wasn't even concerned about no weight, I didn't even real, I didn't even know it. And you know what? When I look at myself in the mirror now, I still don't see. I see someone who doesn't. You know how some people have um, body dysmorphic disorder, right? My body dysmorphia is like the reverse for me. When I look in the mirror, I don't see how the size of my body, like how it really looks. I feel like I look a lot smaller than I really am. That's why I never notice when I really gain a lot of weight because I don't see that person. I see somebody totally different. And when, when I look at pictures or... If I stand on the scale, I see the difference, right? But I I think to myself now, because before it ruined, it ruined me, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I felt as if I wasn't good enough um, for God. Excuse me, for God. I feel like I wasn't good enough to be liked and to be seen. So I will always try to shrink myself and make myself small. I will always try to like, myself up all the time by wearing like coats 24 7 jackets um hoodies things like that um i would always try to cover myself but anytime i had an ounce of confidence and i tried to wear something without um, a jacket or something i felt beautiful in i would get told like you shouldn't be wearing that and you know who would tell me these things my own mother it wouldn't even be people outside of me, like outside of my family, outside of my household. It was my mother. And it used to hurt my feelings so bad. But I realized that she was just trying to protect me from feeling the way she felt. And my grandmother was trying to protect my mother from feeling the way that she felt. And now I can like forgive my mother for that because I held on to that for so long because i hated the trauma that i went through because of it but i went through it and it got passed on to me so i can destroy that mindset i can destroy that mindset my grandmother felt like she was stupid right because she didn't complete high school my mother she went to high school she graduated high honors you know my, grandma, my mother is very intelligent so is my grandmother um, but she let a piece of paper define her right but she was very wise my mother is also very wise she's also very book smart um, she's very knowledgeable and I also possess those qualities but I didn't I never completed college I went to college school but I didn't complete college but I felt like I was so stupid in school don't know why. Um, Because I was very capable of learning, but I just felt so stupid. So dumb. I did. And it crippled me. Especially when it came to taking tests and things like that. It's like my own brain sabotaged me. It just sabotaged me. And that's because those things were passed down to me, right? So Another thing that, like, really um, was passed down was people-pleasing. The need to people-please. Codependency. The need to people-please, right? To get that love back. To fill my cup of love that I wasn't even giving to myself. My mother did the same thing and my grandmother did the same thing. But it never feels good. It, it's a temporary high when you do something for somebody, you go above and beyond, and they say, oh, thank you so much. It's a temporary high. It really is. But then you go back to the feeling of worthlessness, right? And that's never fun. So my grandmother also went above and beyond for everybody because she felt like that's what she had to do. She was also putting a predicament at a young age to take care of her siblings my mother was also putting that predicament as a young age to take care of her siblings so she felt like she had to go above and beyond they had my grandfather was very critical and very judgmental so they had to walk a, a tightrope walk a fine line right so my grandmother did any and everything to keep my grandfather around. but i can commend her because when he died when he passed away she decided that she wasn't going to let anybody dictate nothing else, right? I commend her for that. I do. That runs in the blood as well. My mother also did the same thing. And I have done that as well. But it has taken me so long to do that. Because I didn't know that I can choose myself. And it's not selfish. It's not Choosing myself is not selfish. Standing up for myself is not selfish. Loving myself first is not selfish. Being aware of who I am and what I want in life is not selfish. It's not. It's. I definitely had that mother. Like I didn't trust people that like that was passed down too like not trusting to be able to trust people like I had huge trust issues because I didn't trust myself because what I did was I would put all my faith and trust and love into someone who was unavailable we were addicted to being around emotionally unavailable people and then in turn we became emotionally unavailable right my grandmother didn't have anybody that was emotionally available for her so she was emotionally unavailable to her children and my mother was emotionally unavailable to me because she didn't know and i found myself being emotionally unavailable like i tried my best to be open but i realized i wasn't as open as i thought i was right out emotionally available for people but then was like I got hurt so many times I tend to turn my emotions off because I didn't feel like people were or like I would get I would show my emotional side I would pour out my heart right? my heart on my sleeve and pour it out and but it was to the wrong people that's what it was we were emotionally available to the wrong people so in turn that caused trauma and hurt us so when people that were emotionally available to us we didn't know how to handle that and to know the difference between someone who was emotionally available and someone who wasn't emotionally available we didn't know the difference between that right So I would definitely be upset and angry with my mother because, like, thinking back, like, this is her fault. Because she was never emotionally available to me. But in all actuality, it's no one's fault, right? It's no one's fault. These were things that were just passed down. My grandmother didn't have anybody emotionally available for her. So, and when she was emotionally available, like I said, it was to the wrong people. It was to the wrong people. And of course, you get to the point where you don't want to express anymore. But it's only because it was to the wrong people. That's it. And I found myself being very loyal <clears throat> to people who were never loyal to me. And I found myself trying to prove my worth. Just like my mother and my grandmother. Trying to prove my worth. To people who could care less. Oh yeah, they soaked all the love up, honey. They soaked all the availability up. Okay. But were they able to reciprocate that to me? No. Even if they were able, they didn't want to do it because guess what? I allowed them to be emotionally unavailable to me. I allowed this. So did my mother. So did my grandmother. Right? And it used to make me so angry. <laughs> it made me so angry, y'all. That. I did I was never taught to be to choose myself first and to be available for those who are available to me. And I shut so many people out because I didn't trust them. I and the reason why is because a lot of the people that were emotionally unavailable to me, they pretended like they were available in the beginning. They pretended like they cared to know how I felt or To share emotions with me. Or to be on the same page. But they never were. They never. It was all a lie. It was all one big old fat lie. Right? One big old fat lie. And. Because of that. I didn't know the difference between the two. I didn't know how to spot red flags. I didn't know how to do none of that. And I know my mama didn't, and I know my grandma didn't. Even if they did, that's all they knew, right? Yeah. But see, sometimes, I know the saying is like, if you know better, do better. But sometimes, even when you know better, it's easier to what you know because you are so used to it and so programmed to march to that same beat of that same drum that you've been marching to your whole entire life and it's hard to face yourself it's hard to like take accountability for your own part in it Like I allowed this to happen to me I allowed this I allowed these people to take advantage of my kindness. I allow these people to pretend like they loved me and cared for me when I know they didn't love me and care for me. But I just wanted to have somebody so bad that I was willing to overlook the red flag for quote unquote love that was poison, that was toxic. That was draining. But, but just a little to have a little piece of something was better than nothing. And that's sad to say, but it's the truth. To not be alone, to not feel abandoned. That was the goal. But it was for the wrong thing, right? It was for the wrong people. Those people did not deserve what we gave. But yet we still gave it. (laughs) Right? Now that I'm a little more mature, (laughs) I realize that I can't hold on to these wounds forever. I have children that are boys. They need to know how to spot the red flags, how to express themselves, how to be authentic and unapologetically themselves. Even if the world does not agree, even if it's not popular, even if people walk away from them, it's okay. If a person abandons you, That's because there's something inside of them that cannot handle what they're supposed to handle with you. And not only are they running away from you, but they're running away from themselves. Okay? Hurt people do hurt people. Nine times out of ten, people who abandon other people are suffering from their own abandonment wounds. They leave people before people can leave them. I have also done this, right? And this is because of the deep-seated abandonment. Now my mother, she abandoned, she never abandoned me physically. She never she never left my side physically and I'm so grateful for that. I love my mother dearly for always being there for me. No matter what. She will always be there physically and financially, but emotionally. The thing that mattered to me the most, emotionally, she was not there. And it's important for a child to feel your presence emotionally. Buying a kid thing is cool. Having the means to take care of them financially is cool. but it's even cooler to be there emotionally to make your child feel safe enough to share their emotions with you and to not shame them but to be open to give wise counsel and judgment that's what matters to this day I would say to this day, to this year, I was not able to share freely and comfortably with my mother. And I am now a little more comfortable with sharing, but the reason why I cannot trust fully is because, well, the reason why I cannot share fully or be fully immersed in it is because of trust issues, right? I don't trust That she would be able to carry my emotions the way that they need to be carried. But that's because she suffered with her own abandonment. Right? And I can't fully blame her for that. cannot. But I can fully take accountability for my own feelings, my own healing journey, for the things that I want for my life. I can take full responsibility and accountability for that. I can't keep blaming her. I can't keep blaming my grandmother and her mother and her mother and her mother and whoever else. My father, I can't blame anybody else. Now, my father, on the other hand, he was absent most of my life, but if I needed to talk to my father, he has he had like a, my, my father is a stubborn man, but I can honestly say, I can go, I would go to my father and try to have conversations with him and he was there emotionally. It might not have been a long time. I might not have been able to have his (laughs) his emotional attention for hours. But he at least did allow me to speak. He did not try to, like, control my emotions. He didn't try to control the way I express myself. He would let me express myself. And he would give me wise counsel. Well, his wisest counsel, anyway. And he would go on, you know? And that's why I yearned for my father so much is because he listened to me. Even if he told me, okay, that's not a good idea for you to do, like if I express myself, he would be like, well, that's not, that's not okay or that's not a good thing or whatever. He would still consider my emotions. Now, when I became an adult, that's a different story. <laughs> but as a child, he was definitely there. But, and I made excuses for his behavior. As far as physically not being there, I made excuses for it. I did. A lot of the women in my family make excuses for the men. Make exceptions for the boys. Right? Right? and I did that with my father and I in turn did that in my relationship I would make excuses I would know that things were not right but I would make excuses for it like well it's because of this and it's because of that no it was simply because they did not want to be available they did not
1: um,
0: care for me as much as you know I care for them but that's because they were reflecting back in me the things that I need to heal. You know? That's what they were doing. And I, I'm i grateful for it, for real. Because had they not done that, had I not went those, through those experiences, I would still be holding on to those wounds and not knowing what is going on. I wouldn't have, I it wouldn't have propelled me to my healing journey. You know? I would have stuffed it down, kept stuffing it down kept going on my life and ain't no telling what shape or fashion form i would be in right now a lot of times when wounds are passed down it's because if they couldn't handle it it's passed down so you can handle it and i'm grateful to be strong enough to do that not saying my mother has not tried because she's definitely been to therapy counseling and things like that to try to better herself and try to release those wounds and heal herself. But true healing takes place when you are consistent with it, right? not saying that I'm always just a super consistent person when it comes to my healing journey. But a lot of the, the tools that these therapists have these days and a lot of the tools that these counselors have these days are just book based. There's no real actual experience behind it, right? So they can't truly empathize with the person that they're in, they're counseling or um, that they're treating, right? Mentally, they don't have the experience. They just go by the book. And my mother used religion also to try to cover up those wounds and to heal but the truth is religion can't heal that part of you you have to heal that part of you okay anybody can lay hands on you and say are oh, you delivered set free but then when you go home or the next day or the next week, the same problem happens, you're back to being the same person. The only way you can truly change things for yourself is to actually heal yourself, right? To actually decide, hey, I'm sick of this, I'm done with it, let's figure out ways to actually fix the problem and not just keep suppressing it or putting a band-aid over it. Not knocking on discrediting any of that, um religion or anything like that, but And when I tried to heal through religion, it did not work for me. Maybe that works for her, but it did not work for me. What worked for me is facing my demons, facing my shadow, facing my traumas, facing it head on and taking accountability for my own actions. And at first, you know, we, we get, and, and also another thing is being stuck in victimhood mentality. My, my grandmother had that and so did my mother. And it got passed down to me. I was in survival. Because we had to be in survival mode, right? And sometimes we get stuck in survival mode. You carry that tip on your shoulder. And you get stuck in victimhood. You do. I did. But I can honestly say. Everything that happened to me. I, have, I take full responsibility for. The things that was done to me. Because I allowed it to happen. Because I didn't fix. What needed to be fixed. Okay? I could not see beyond the veil. But now that I'm able to see beyond the veil, I'm at much I'm much more at peace with the situation because I know that it was here to teach me specific lessons and also transmute the the toxic patterns that, you know, the feminine energy in my life was dealing with. Is it painful? Yes. Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it depressing sometimes? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So totally is money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tears I've cried, the pain I felt in my heart, the aches and the pain. I even um in my nervous system, as well as my immune system and my body, my mind. Holding on. The things that I need to let go. Our bodies give us clear indication. When things are wrong. I didn't know the sign. I made it my business and my mission. To figure out what was wrong with me. And that's what opened the door. To figuring out. That it was trauma behind it all honey. Absolutely. The things, the dis-ease that we feel in our body is due to trapped and stored trauma. Our bodies and in our minds as well. Our minds are are like computers. Our minds does not have a heartbeat, right? It doesn't have a heart. So all our minds and our subconscious, especially, it stores data. Okay. And it replays that data over and over again. That's all we're supposed to live in the moment. When we live in the moment, we create new data for our subconscious mind to replay over and over again or to refer back to, right? But if we don't repair that within us, we will keep thinking about things that hurt us, thinking about the past, thinking we're not good enough, we're not brave enough, we're not strong enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not thin enough, we're not thick enough, we're not this enough, we're not educated enough. Like, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not enough there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not loved right this is why I say it's important that we get back to who we are this is why I became a life coach so I can help people in this toxic patterns, so get back to who we are at our core who we are at our foundation who our spirit truly is who we are as a soul our body does not equate to who we are the things that we do for others does not equate to who we are the education that we have does not equate to who we are but who we are on a soul level equates to who we are because it is who we are Without a soul, without a spirit, we are just a shell. Our bodies die, but our spirit never dies. Our spirit lives on. Our spirit, our soul lives on. Right? So, what better way to honor who we are? Than to get to know who we are and to get to know ourselves, because a lot of times we take, we think who we are is what people project onto us. But the whole time we are fighting, our spirit, our soul is fighting to be heard. Like, no, this is not who we are. That's why a lot of us are so confused and conflicted in between what reality is, because we, our, our soul is fighting with the projections of others. No. I am not stupid, I'm not dumb, I'm not ugly, I'm not worthless, I'm not um, a victim, I'm not broken, there's nothing wrong with me, absolutely nothing wrong with me, now I know, I know that I'm beautiful now. and it's not because of how I look on the outside, it's because of who my soul is, what my soul radiates. I know I'm worthy because of who I am What my soul radiates. If a person decides to leave my life goodbye goodbye I know someone else will be replaced in your place and if nobody else comes along I am comfortable with being alone now. And that's something we all had to struggle with me, my mother, and my grandmother not being alone. But My grandmother was the matriarch of that Because when I tell you, even though she had a boyfriend, she was okay with being alone, okay? My mother, she is falling to the point where she's okay, all right? I am at the point where I'm okay with being alone. Do I want to have a partner? Of course. Do I mind having friends? I I would love that, you know? But if I did not, I would be fine too. I would be okay with that. And setting boundaries is definitely, definitely a problem with us. Okay. My grandmother didn't know how to set clear boundaries. My mother never knew how to set clear boundaries. She still struggles with it. I didn't know how to set clear boundaries. I still am working on that. <laughs> because I don't want anyone to ever feel alone. I don't want people to feel unloved. I don't want to have people feel like they're not worthy. Right? So, I was killing myself literally trying to be everything for everybody to make everyone feel included, to make everyone feel loved, to make cuz I could see the brokenness of other people and I didn't want them to feel like I felt alone. But some people you got to let them walk their own journey. You can't be everything for everybody. Especially when you haven't given anything to yourself. You have not filled up your cup at all. Or you only gave yourself a little bit and gave the rest to someone else. Just for them to drink your whole cup that you gave them. Burp or fart or whatever they do. And move on to the next supply. Or come back for more when they need it right that's done I really felt like this is really emotional for me guys so bear with me I held a grudge against my mother for so long y'all not gonna lie I felt like she did not love me. I felt like she did not like me. I felt like she, things about me that shine, she wish she could shine in the same way. And I believe it was certain things about my grandmother that she wish she had that my mother had, not realizing that we all had it all along. My grandmother, like I said, she was not she felt like she wasn't educated, but my mother was very educated. My mother excelled in everything that she did. She was the first back home to become a queen at her school. She worked really hard. You know, she made a way for herself. She made a career. Um, she made a career for herself. Even though she did not complete college, she is a very, a very well-paid um, contractor for the for NASA. My mother, Took her life, her hard life, her rough life, and she made something out of nothing for herself. Yeah, I will take that—the resilience. My my grandmother, she always had what she needed. my mother even in the darkest time so have I even at my lowest days and my lowest points i've always had what i needed because when you put good out there you get that back when your heart is pure and your heart is big you get that back and all of us possess those qualities right it was just misguided misused but I take full responsibility for my life and for what I want to receive. I choose to love myself. I choose to follow my dreams. I choose to live in my truth. I choose to express myself. I choose to choose for myself. Not because somebody else wants me to do it. Not because it looks good or favorable to other people. Not to, uh, people please or to, you know, make anyone else happy is for me. I don't even people please for my children. Like, I, listen, <laughs> I stayed and talked in toxic relationships way too long. Even friendships, not just relationships, romantic relationships, but friendships too. Just so the other person wouldn't feel abandoned. Just so the other person can feel loved. Just so the other person can feel seen and heard and validated and all that. And I have most likely rubbed some people the wrong way because I've chose I've I've been choosing myself. Because once you give when you give somebody gold, you give somebody honey, and it's so sweet to them and it's so rich to them and it makes them feel good and you take that away, of course people are going to be upset or bitter, angry, mad, whatever, jealous, whatever you call it, I don't know, envious, whatever. They're going to feel your absence, right? I am learning to not allow how other people feel about me choosing myself to stop me from choosing myself and to fixing and healing the patterns and issues that have plagued me. My whole entire life for almost forty years, y'all. I choose me. And I don't just choose me because it's a thing now. it's a fad, it's a trend love is the best love blah 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 no I choose it because I got tired of sabotaging myself I got tired of feeling so low I got tired of overextending myself saying yes when I wanted to say no going places that I didn't want to go because I didn't want to disappoint someone else. But instead I was betraying my soul and disappointing myself. Betraying my whole entire soul for someone else's happiness. Right? Feeling guilty. I had the nerve to feel guilty y'all. <laughs> for other people but did not feel guilty I didn't feel guilt towards myself for not choosing myself or not loving myself or abandoning myself or my inner child, you know, my inner child. I abandoned my own inner child because my inner child would be screaming like, don't do it, choose me. I don't want to. I don't want to. something's not right about this person and 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 here go me thinking I know let me give him a chance because I see the good I see the potential I see this I see that but was I really seeing the truth or was I romanticizing what I wanted or what I wanted to be true or what I thought was there sometimes you can see the potential in people but that's all it is is potential right until the person decides to heal themselves and go on their own healing journey it's just potential <laughs> and i'm sure people thought the same thing about me this girl has potential to be strong and amazing and be bold and brave and this and that and blah 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 they're like well she ain't doing She ain't doing it. I, I used. To, let me just say this. I I always had a passion for singing, a passion for music, um, a passion for expressing myself in that way. But I was so terrified of doing it because I was like, "Well, what if I sound bad by myself singing solo? What if I sound bad? What if I sound horrible? What if I? I couldn't stand the sound of my own voice. Okay, because I was afraid of the shame. Like, I was afraid of people not disappointing other people. <laughs> I was afraid of putting myself out there because I felt like I wasn't good enough. But now, y'all, if y'all come to my lives on TikTok, I'm going to be singing, dancing, talking, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can list, literally sit and listen to myself now, listen to my own voice, and realize it was never that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the best singer in the world? Uh, no. Am I the worst singer in the world? No. But I generally enjoy it, and my inner child is happy because of it. I was shut down, y'all. I used to, my nerves used to be so bad that I couldn't. My anxiety was so bad that I was gonna mess up or be a disappointment. I couldn't even give speeches or do presentations in front of the class or. Um, speak in front of the camera because of my anxiety that I was going to get something wrong, or I wasn't going to look or sound smart enough. I wasn't going to sound um, aesthetically pleasing for other, or you know, it wasn't going to be pleasing for other. People or I was going to be misunderstood. Or the reason why I was misunderstood. It's because I wasn't very clear on or confident in who I was. I wasn't confident in what I was talking about. I would be confident about myself. (laughs) But when it came to other people, I just wasn't confident. I lacked so much confidence. Because I didn't know that I was capable. I didn't know who I was. (laughs) But now I do even with this podcast even if no one hears my voice I'm still happy with and proud of myself putting myself out there because for so long I could not do it y'all I couldn't do it I'm proud of myself for speaking up for myself I'm proud of the progress that I've made in the matter of two years of me doing it, now I was doing this type of stuff on social media before, but it was not to this magnitude. It was not. I've always been like the, count, like the soul coach. <laughs> I've been a soul coach all my life, because I was a little girl. <laughs> to those around me, but I was not a soul coach to myself. I used to be able to coach coach you down, help you out, hold your hand, hold space for you, be there for you. But I wasn't doing the same thing for me. And I wasn't doing the same thing for my inner child, my inner teen, my inner feminine, my inner masculine. I wasn't doing that. Because I was afraid. The absence of love is fear. Because I didn't love myself. Because I didn't love who I was. I was afraid. Okay. Not anymore, baby. <laughs> Do I still have things I need to work on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, honey. Mm. <laughs> yes. I could talk to y'all. And I could talk to my TikTok family. And my Facebook family. And my YouTube family. And my whatever. Instagram. My next... Thing, big thing is to talk in front of a room full of people and then a crowd of people and then a auditorium full of people a stadium
1: full of people
0: with confidence with ease, with grace I have a pretty good sense of humor as well I've been told I'm pretty funny <laughs> I'm always giggling always laughing, I love a good laugh right? But I wasn't always. Very. uh, I didn't always put that on display. Because I was afraid that I wasn't going to be taken seriously. When I was serious. Because I'm such a goofy. Silly person. I'm a silly person. I love to laugh. I love to make other people laugh. I love to feel that energy of laughter. Laughter is such medicine y'all. Laughter is like it's like rubber testing y'all it cures everything <laughs> it cures everything everything y'all <laughs> and i feel like this it brings people together it's the glue right so i incorporate my personality in everything that i do it wouldn't be me if I did. I I was going through that phase where I had to be serious about everything, so serious, so business. so so adult like, so politically <laughs> correct. But that's not who I am. I now I can be very serious, but not all the time. <laughs> you know. So yeah, well anyway, (sighs) mother wounds are very, very, they cut deep because our emotions are very important. And those wounds cut so deep. Uh, I've been through physical abuse, but I've been through all kinds of other abuse, right? emotional abuse cuts the deepest for me because I'm so emotionally based I'm so heart-based my heart is so big and um, I can I'm an empath so I definitely can read a room I can pick up on other people's emotions I'm a healer and being a healer not all healers but mostly healers their superpower is the ability to feel, to empathize, to hold space, to transmute and change and flip energy to you, to be an alchemist, to take negative energy and flip into positive energy, right? And positive energy isn't always like sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes positivity is, or positive energy is honesty, brutal honesty. Um, Sometimes positive energy is... You being completely open and honest about what you see, what you feel, what you know. trusting yourself that what you see, what you feel, and what you know is the truth for you. You are not crazy. I am not crazy. I know what I feel. And when we get to the point where we numb our feelings, because I definitely did that. And so did my mother and so did my grandmother, like, we fine. We didn't all numb ourselves in the same way, you know? But we did numb ourselves, you know? And when you numb yourself, you cannot feel. (laughs) The absence of feeling is numbness. (laughs) The absence of feeling is numbness. Being numb, being unaware, okay? Turning a blind eye to what your body, mind, and spirit is trying to tell you. What your heart is trying to show you and tell you. And covering that up with something that will make you feel better. or Something to make you look better. Or something to make you um, seem better. I'm done hiding. I'm done pretending. And I hope this can help someone out there that has suffered a mother wound. You know you, you may have had a very violent mother um a very vicious mother and if you hold that wound for your mother the way to heal that is to heal yourself and it does not matter if the other person is not willing to admit it or own up or apologize or fix it or make it right it's not up to the other person it's up to you because you know what i'm gonna be honest about something when i moved back home two years ago i came at my mother with the force do you hear what i'm saying i let out 36 years of hurt and i thought all i wanted was an apology for my mother to explain why i got that and guess what it didn't change anything for me because i had to change my mindset I had to look at things from a higher perspective to see what's really going on here. Things are not as they seem. There's some type of illusion here, there's some type of smoking smoking mirrors or whatever you call it. Something is wrong still here. Still something wrong here. And it was me. So when we begin to, sometimes you need, just need time alone. So if you're being set apart from other people, Think of it as a blessing. This is the op- giving you the opportunity to get to know yourself. As of right now, I'm on a solo dolo mission. No disrespect to anybody else. No harm, no foul to anyone else. But I'm at the point in my life where right now I have been isolated to reevaluate my life. To reevaluate who I am. Reevaluate what I stand for. What I want to do. Reprogram the program, which is my subconscious mind. Subconscious mind is not only like a computer, but it's like a television. It plays back memories and movies um, from your past, right? From the things that you went through. And our ego can keep us stuck. Our ego keeps us stuck. Our ego doesn't have empathy. Our ego doesn't know about art spaces and things like that. Our ego tells us what we observe or what we how we really you know are at the moment okay you can never kill your ego you shouldn't want to kill your ego your ego is good your ego is good for you (laughs) how can you how can you make sound judgment or um how can you believe in yourself without a little bit of ego without a little bit of that ego right our job is to balance our ego yeah not eliminate it but to balance it not to suppress it or to silence it but to use it to our advantage and not allow it to destroy us okay so i love you guys really hope this help someone to love yourself more and to look back and look at the higher perspective of things to see what's really going on to notice and recognize specific patterns that, so they can be broken different toxic traits or um even different traumas that need to be healed in the sacral now we in our sacral chakra which is the chakra that's right below our belly button right we hold a lot of mother wounds. we hold a lot of trauma we hold a lot of pain um emotional pain because it is the water chakra which governs your emotions okay which governs your creativity anything that all things that embody the divine feminine energy creativity confidence sensuality sexual energy there's nothing wrong with sexual energy because sexual energy you can use that to attract the things that you want in your life when you feel sexy, you tend to walk a little taller. You put a little more peppy. in you step, baby. You feel a lot better about yourself. And then others can see your your happiness and decide to join, okay? So, that concludes what I have to talk about that. And I ran out of time. So, next time we'll talk about the father one, I'll just make a whole nother episode for the father one. So, this is just be about mother rules okay so as always um i'm gonna give you guys a couple of crystals that can really help with that as well as affirmations okay so if you're into the whole holistic healing or crystal healing or just support from the crystal bodies because crystals are um, actually living things right so one of the greatest crystals and i'm gonna always talk about this is rose quartz Rose Quartz definitely helps you to love yourself unconditionally, to open up that heart space, and to let love in, right? So, another good one is Malachite. Malachite is really good with healing the emotional body, healing your heart space. So, you can keep it open to receive the things that you deserve. When we close off our hearts, we not only shut out the the things that we don't want, want anymore, we shut out the things that we do want, okay? Because how can the universe or God or creator or any, whatever you believe in bless you with the ultimate gift of blessings when you're not even open for it? When we're too busy in the five of cups of energy, like crying over spore milk or focusing on focusing on things that only hold us back and not realizing that behind us is a brand new beginning. It's love. It's Emotions, Equal give and take. Things like that. So. Malachi is really good about opening up the heart space. I recommend selenite. Just to cleanse your energy right. To balance yourself. To ground yourself. Um, Another crystal that I really encourage. Is crazy lace agate. Because it definitely helps you to. Tap into that throat chakra. And speak life over yourself. Speak up for yourself. Um, Another one. I would really encourage is dealing with the sacral chakra and that's orange cross Um or carnelian carnelian is really good it's really beautiful it's really good at helping you connect with your emotions and heal emotionally you know Tibetan quartz is also a good one because it not only balances but it aligns the chakra system it protects you okay um, from any negativity outside negativity projections and things like that And um, I also recommend like black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is really good at absorbing the negative energies from the outside and protecting your energy and keeping you grounded and safe, right? Um, And one more that I really recommend getting is um, black obsidian. (laughs) Black obsidian is really good at protecting your energy as well. Um, Yeah, it's a lot more, but just Google what crystals to help with mother wounds, okay? So let's get on with the affirmations. Um, I hope that was helpful to someone. So, one of the affirmations that I want to start with is I love myself unconditionally, okay? Okay. But before I get started, um, take a deep breath, clear your mind after me look up affirmations online as well that'll help you with finding yourself okay making it with yourself loving yourself um helping you with mother wounds things like that oh um i am divinely loved is the next one i am divinely loved which means that um even if i don't love myself i know that the divine loves me right and shows me how to do this for myself my voice matters it does okay. i communicate well with others i am balanced i am peaceful I am insightful and intuitive. I am observant. I am open and ready for love. And this could be self-love or for others. Whatever the case may be. All I need is inside of me. Yes. And the last one for now is our honor the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine within me. Sacred chakra energy, okay? (sighs) Yeah. I feel so relaxed now, you guys. So, that's what I got for y'all today. That's what I wanted to talk about with you guys today. I hope this helped someone. I hope this gave someone hope um, that there is hope. (laughs) We're not even hope. I hope this gives someone clarity on what's really going on and plant a seed of self-love and care and, um, and someone else. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys for listening. If you want to find me or book a service, you guys, I also do tarot and oracle reading and, um, energy healing work. Okay. But I'm also a soul coach. You can find me on TikTok at CEO. You can find me on Instagram at GreenBrennas C E O. You can find me on Facebook at Sabrina Smith, S-H-A-B-R-I-N-A. You can also find me, you guys. You can reach me by emailing SoulConnections2222 at gmail.com if you want to set something up, okay? Um yeah, so like I said, this is all I have for y'all. And may you guys have an amazing week. And may you also fly higher than the galaxy, tripping and loving light. I'm going to say, have a good day. Okay.
1: (laughs) Bye.